Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's, uh, without further ado, bring in our guest today, Ryan McGee, who's made the trip over to hang out with us today and apparently uh, has some connections here or did at some point. Just, uh, I was just texting. I don't know what is up with your mic, but it doesn't seem to want to work. That one's on. Let's try that one. Let's 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 yeah. Let's change headset. Sorry, we don't normally give our guests a headset that doesn't work, but we made an exception for you. Well, how's that? That's, that's good. good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're off to a start. Well, that's all right. No, the uh, I don't know if y'all ever watched Marty McGee, but <laughs> if we don't have at least one major mistake in each show, we don't feel like we've done a show. There you so go. We kind of put them in just to mess our producers up. Now, yeah. So I was just um, texting with my brother. I had forgotten my, my brother is a lot smarter than I am, and uh, and he uh, he uh, went to Yale Law School, hmm. and he clerked for uh, federal judge Buzz Arnold here in Little Rock. Okay, and uh, and yeah, so so but I, I mean I I was I obviously been fable a lot um, with work, but I'm not in Little Rock a ton, and so yeah, but it was great to be here. I, in fact, I'm second with my dad. Uh, my dad was a college football official for. For forty years, we wrote a book about it a couple of years ago, and uh, and I texted him. I said, "All right, like it's like this with everybody." I'm like, "All right, what games did you work with so and so?" Because he refereed four hundred games, so he, he had everyone at some point. He had Arkansas twice. They were zero and two, but uh, but he did work a game at Memorial Stadium. Uh, he came here. He said the first year of the Big East, which was ninety one or ninety two, Miami rolled in the town. Yeah, and, and he worked a game and. Uh, and he said that Memorial Stadium, he loved it. He said, but it was like like the old Cotton Bowl. He said it had a lot of character, is the way he put it. That's nice. Yeah, that's PC. Did yeah. your dad ever run for office? He could have. Yeah, he was college president. He knew how to. Uh, it be, but it was funny. So I, I have I've been to one game at Memorial Stadium years ago. Um, I'm I won't, I'm going to make them drive me by there today. Cause I haven't seen the place in in 20 years. But it looks exactly the same. I did this. Well, this is so I did a story. Mike Leach actually had the idea. I did a story a few years ago about visitors' locker rooms. Okay. Because Leach loved telling stories about, like, horror film visitors' locker rooms. And so I started asking all my colleagues at ESPN, you know, give me your best uh, horror visitors' locker room story. And Marcus Spears started talking about the visitors' locker room at Memorial Stadium. Okay. And said that the showers were so gross that LSU shower with their socks on. Because they didn't want to, they don't want their feet to, to make contact. But they, I, was, I was like, why the hell did you even shower then? Yeah. But, but he said they did anyway. So, but it is great to be in Little Rock. I love it here. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> that's, that's that was a roundabout way to get there. But it is a great city. We do we are very, very proud of it. But it's good to have you here. Yeah. What did Marty tell you about his experience with the Touchdown Club? He said you guys were awful. Okay. No, he said the chair was comfortable, and it is. No, no. My, no. He had a great time, and, and I've known Basil forever, and so we've talked about me, me making it here. And again, talking about my dad. My dad, when I was a kid. He spoke at touchdown clubs all the time, telling stories about his years as a referee. And so it's fun and kind of an out-of-body experience, you know, to make trips like this. But, but yeah, Marty said he had a great time. And Alyssa Lang. Uh, who's she was like, great. She's basically my little sister. Yeah. You know, and Alyssa uh, was texting me from here last week going, yeah. I know you're coming here, Doring, Chris Doring, who I hated when I was a student at Tennessee. And he was a – he was a, you know, he looked like vanilla ice and was playing for Florida and just wore Tennessee out all the time and yeah. had that, you know – 
had like the fade and the whole deal, and now he's like a great friend. It's yeah. weird, but he he texted a couple weeks. I know he was here, so so everyone's experience here has been amazing. So I'm glad I'm finally uh, getting my turn. Well, those guys are all really good, so the bar's been set pretty high. Try not to screw things up today, okay? No, no, that's I, my my goal is to tell a couple stories, try not to drop any f bombs, and uh, and then uh, you know I think we make know, my flight. We're probably cut from the same cloth then. Yeah. What uh what uh, led you into this this world of broadcasting? You know, we're talking about my dad. I, I um. My dad was a college football official forever. I had my first sideline credentials uh, when I was 12 years old. North Carolina at Virginia, they were both in the top 15. It was a huge football game. I had a camera uh, that Santa Claus had just brought me, and I got completely run over, like blown apart. I wrote about it in the book with Dad. And the uh, and, I, and I, remember, I remember distinctly looking around. I just turned 12. I remember looking around at all of these people on the sideline photographers and tv reporters and i mean even like the the support staff for the for the team i'm like everybody here is getting paid to be here how do you do this because i don't want to be a referee because i'd watch my dad do it Mm -hmm. and i wasn't smart enough to do it anyway and i just was always drawn to broadcasting i love tv i love it And, and so i started at espn as a tv on the tv producer track and then when they started ESPN, the magazine, I started doing a little bit of writing, and that turned into a job as a writer. Mm. And I made this kind of through the looking glass transition to being on TV, which all of my friends and former coworkers think is hilarious and can't believe it. But it's uh, but that's why I just love it, man. Getting paid to go to games was the goal. I'm not a complicated man. That's, yep. all, that's all I wanted. And, and not go, don't tell anybody, but, you know, I get checks every other week yeah. for, for, for going to football games. Don't tell anybody that. I think we're all in the same boat. That's probably part of the reason why we all do this. So we yeah. get paid to do something we love anyway. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on your first impressions of Marty Smith when you met him. When I saw him on TV the first time, I'm like, who is this bumpkin? Yeah. What a goof. I didn't take him seriously at all. But now having met him and been around him and watched his career and watched him thrive in that, he's not only like one of the smartest dudes in the room, but he's one of the most like thoughtful and like, I don't know. It was just like a profound experience having him here. I felt like I was getting life coached. He's just him. You know, that, that's the thing is people ask me all the time, you know, cause I, and again, I was a TV producer for years and you guys know this. Um, there are a lot of people that are on TV, like athletes that they're on TV and on the stage. And then when you meet him in real life, they're like, who's this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the same person. Marty is like that all the time. Yeah. All the time. I talked to him on the phone yesterday. He's got like a head cold and like running a fever. And, and he's still, he started pumping me up about something I didn't even get pumped up about. That's just how he is. He's, he's just him. I, so I'll give you a little backstory about us. I'm the first producer to ever put him on television. Uh, when I was, I used to produce a nightly NASCAR show for Fox Sports Net 20 years ago. And um, and we uh, it was called Totally NASCAR. We needed an insider. Like I had crew chiefs and I had drivers and I had all these guys, but I didn't have like a Pete Thamel, someone who could break news. You know, Mark Martin's going to the, this team or whatever. I, I needed somebody. To, and so we we kind of had a test run with Marty, and he was great. And you know, and I remember telling him distinctly, I said, "Listen, man, I, I, when I tell you to talk, talk, and when I tell you to shut up, shut up." But in between, just. <laughs> You're this, you know more about this than anyone else. And so I take credit and blame for the fact that Marty is on TV. But the fact that he and I get to do the show together, we've been friends for 20 years. And I, I think that, I mean, you guys know, because clearly y'all are friends. At least you do a good job of faking it, right? But 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 We're like an old married couple. Yeah, but that's just, we, we, Marty is Marty's my, my road husband. That's what we say all the time. Yeah. My road spouse. But, but it's just, you can't replicate, you can't manufacture chemistry. 
You either get along or you don't. I mean, how many shows have we seen from Good Morning America to you know a long list of you take really, really talented people and you put them in a room together, and it either works or it doesn't, like a football team. You know, the chemistry either works or it doesn't, and Marty and I are friends. And so I think that's why, knock on wood, it's easy to do the show, and they keep letting us do it, which yeah. is the part that we can't believe. That's really good, I have to say. Well, you, you've got, you get to do a lot. And yeah. You've been to a lot of great events. Is there something still out there that you want to do that's out there on your, your bucket list? So I'm not an NFL guy. I'm just not. I, I didn't grow up in an NFL house. I live in Charlotte. I root for the Panthers. You know, I, I root for the guys that I covered in college. I usually cover the draft, and then I kind of see them off to, you know, it's like I just sent my daughter off to college, right? That's how it kind of feels. I kind of see these guys off to the NFL, and then, you know, good luck, and I, and I follow them. I've never been in the Super Bowl. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to cover it, but I just would like to see it just to compare it to – and I've, I cover, I've covered every CFP championship. I've covered a bunch of BCS championships. I've covered a lot of bowl games. I'd like to just compare the two. And I'm a baseball guy, too. I've never been in the World Series. You know, I, I love, I've covered playoff games. Uh, I've covered all-star games. I've covered the World Baseball Classic. But I've never been to a World Series or a Super Bowl. So at some point, you know, I'd like to see that. But honestly, I, I really want to go. I'm an auto racing guy still at heart. I want to go to Monaco. And yeah. watch the Formula One Grand Prix and, and like be on the balcony and drink yeah. whatever they drink, be on a yacht in the deal. And I just, I got a lot of friends over there, my British F1 rider buddies. They keep saying, me and Marty on a yacht at Monaco watching the Formula One race. I feel like that'd be a pretty good morning. I think it's like the Corleones up there in the Sierra Mountains. They drink champagne, champagne cocktails. That's it. That's okay. probably what you Whatever have. they hand me at that yeah. point, I'm drinking that. So i got to ask you about your, your get-up here. Yeah. I mean, you got a, you got a Captain America lapel yeah. pin, Captain America tie, Captain America ring. It all goes together, right? I got, the, I got the Captain America. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I am a, I'm a Marvel Star Wars guy. And, and typically, if you ever watch Marty McGee closely, um, like last weekend, everything was C-3PO. Like I usually will all will sync it all up. Okay. Talking about Marty, there's a lot of pressure. Marty has like a tailor, and you know Nike sends Marty shoes. Nobody sends me anything, right? And so, but I have ensembles. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a big Captain America guy. I was as a kid. I, my daughter makes fun of me because, um, you know, I was a Star Wars guy and a Captain America guy. And when we were kids, you got a Star Wars movie every three years, and then they just went away for 20 years, right? And there was nothing with Captain America, so some bad TV shows. And so my daughter would make fun of me. We'd go to the Disney store, and I'd literally just stand with my hands on my hips looking at all the toys, and she goes, I know it's not fair. I go, it's not, but I'm the easiest Father's Day present of all time. You just want Marvel gear? Or yeah, Marvel, Star Wars. Star Wars. Just give it to me, yeah. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Uh, I mean, it's, you can't go wrong with Han Solo. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, and, and I loved I loved the Solo movie, the one they did. Yeah, I thought so, too. That was great. And it's, but, I, but it's... We were just talking to some of the guys, um, some of the folks with the Broils Trophy. Uh, they're going to Galaxy's Edge for the first time ever. Dude, the first time I turned the corner and the Millennium Falcon was sitting there at Disney World, started crying. My wife has video of it. Yeah. it. It is what it is. It just taps into something. It's like going to – honestly, it's like if, 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 if you dream your whole life about going to a game at Arkansas and you finally got to go, mm-hmm. it's hard for your brain to process – Oh, this is real. Yeah. The first time I went to Fenway Park, I got the Red Sox. I walked down. I was like, it's hard, it's hard for your brain to process this is actually real. And so when you get there and the Millennium Falcon sitting there, it's hard for your brain to process, oh, there it is. Right. right. There. All right. We're talking to Ryan McGee for just tuning in from ESPN. He's talking to the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Again, thanks to Arkansas Urology for having us over here every week. You know, I, I, got to, I watched the Sly, I watched the rest of the documentary this yeah. week, and I got to thinking about guys who have played two iconic roles. Yeah. And Sly obviously played two iconic roles with Rocky and yeah. with uh, Rambo. 
and Harrison Ford's another one oh. that got to. And, I mean, there's only a few people that have played. And I was thinking about Talia Shire, too. You forget about, like, she plays Michael Corleone's oh, sister yeah. and Rocky's wife. Yeah. There aren't very many people who have two roles that big that are so impactful. So so we do a Star Wars, po- an ESPN-branded Star Wars podcast now. And it's me and Ardo Cal who, who does all our hockey and does Sports Center, and Clinton Yates uh, from Around the Horn. And we, we started doing this uh, back in the spring tied to Andor and then tied to Ahsoka, but we had Carl Weathers on the show. Oh, man. The very first episode we did, and Carl Weathers, who, who played a, a pivotal role uh, in the Mandalorian series, but then he's Apollo Creed. Right. And so I asked him that very question, and he goes, all you want to do as an actor is, and by the way, he played at San Diego State and, and played in the NFL for, for, for Raiders for a little bit, And uh, but, but I said, he said, all you want as an actor is to have that one role that they always remember you by, and he goes, and I got a couple of them. And I, he said, and to be in, like, the Rocky universe and the Star Wars universe, and then he's in Toy Story. There's a whole other generation of kids that only know his voice. He'll, he said his grandkids know who he is when he starts talking because they heard his voice in Toy Story. Who so, did he voice in Toy Story? He did, like, this, um, he did like this uh, uh, like Karate Carl or something. It's like, it's yeah. like this action figure. But, yeah. yeah, but his voice is so distinctive. But yeah, but, but can you imagine? What about Chubbs? I mean, that's that's the best role. Oh yeah, oh god, I mean, come on, Action Jackson. Are you that's kidding true. Me? Yeah. yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? I got to ask you. Uh, we've just kind of goofed around. This has been fun, but what do you think is going to happen with Sam Pittman? We've had two coaches get fired in the last forty-eight hours. Yeah, and I, honestly, I, the Mississippi State deal kind of caught me off guard. I, th- I thought I thought it would happen next year. Um, I thought it would happen if I thought at the earliest it might happen in a couple weeks. I didn't think it would happen right now, but now it's like your fantasy draft, right? Guy takes a kicker in the third round or a tight end in the third round. Everybody takes a tight end or a kicker because you just so now we're starting. The dominoes have fallen a lot earlier this year than mm-hmm. I think people expected. Here's the thing: I just want Sam to be done right. However, this ends. If it ends today, if it ends two weeks from now, if it ends a year from now, I just want Sam to be done right because at the end of the day, he should always be remembered for saving the program from the depths and and this is coming from the guy who infamously i had like a movie poster style pop-out quote in all the arkansas that look chad morris the greatest hire of the offseason all stuff for ryan mcgee espn but but what sam did to get the ship righted needs to be remembered and plus he's just a great dude and he doesn't deserve to be tarred and feathered publicly you know for what sometimes seasons just fall apart man they just do and so so i think we all know where it's going i think sam knows where it's going um, I just want to make sure that he that he gets the exit that he deserves and, and the handshake that he deserves and, and, and doesn't because he doesn't deserve anything less than that. Yeah, number one thing that he did was not be Chad Morris. Number two right. is I think he's going to go out on his own terms if he chooses to and says, right. look, I, I, I'm done. You're, you guys are ready to do something different. Yeah. Let, let's let's come to a reasonable agreement, and that's what we are kind of theorizing is going to happen. Yeah. We'll see if Jimmy Sixton money, money's the water because that's what he does. Well, it's what he does. Uh, you know, go balls, right? But they, <laughs> but but, it, but it's uh, but but it, it is. I just want again. All I just want Sam to be done right by Sam because yeah. he deserves that. I don't think there's any ill will in the fan base, right. but I also think that the fan base is ready for a change. No, I, well, and and I don't, and I think that we we know Sam well enough to know that that. He is fully aware of what's going on around him. Yeah, you know, a lot of these guys are in the dark. I don't know. He's not on Twitter anymore. I don't know if he does. Well, well, he. And there's a reason for that. I'm not on Twitter that much anymore either. Yeah. So, so, but, 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 at the end of the day, he's fully aware of what's going on. And and, and I'm with you. As long as he's given, we, how many ugly divorces have we seen, right? And and that didn't have to be. Yeah. And so, uh, and a lot of that, a lot of times, honestly, is on the coach fighting his way out the door. Mm-hmm. And so, if everybody can agree to whatever this is going to be. And whenever it gets there, 
That's, I just want Sam to be done right. That's What's all. a better job, Mississippi State or Arkansas? Arkansas. Um, and I say that, and it's not a slight to Mississippi State, but Mississippi State, the key, and I talked to Mike Leach about this, the, the key to Mississippi State is understanding who you are. You know, you go to Mississippi State, if you if you forgot a way to win eight games and you do that consistently, you can keep that job for a long time. And, you know, I remember talking to David Cuckliffe, who will be here next week, I think, about when he was at Ole Miss, and – I went to talk to see him at Duke, and he's like, man, if I win seven games a year here, he goes, and we, we go to a lot of bowl games, he goes, you know, they're going to put a statue out front. <laughs> he didn't say that, but I said yeah. it for him. You know, he did that Ole Miss and got fired. Right. And, and so, um, to me, Mississippi State is understanding the role of who you are. Arkansas will always have the potential to go to the next level. Yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, self-awareness to me is a lost art. And self-awareness at Arkansas is knowing what you can do with that. And what you can do with that is I don't think you can beat Alabama. Or you can be Alabama, but I think you can make a run. I think you can cycle your way into a great run every few years. I, I've said forever, you don't have to beat Alabama and LSU to have a great season. You, you can don't. still have a great year without winning those games. But then when you do do it, you know, when you have the plat, you got to build an eight, nine-win platform and then make that run. I, yeah. I talked to Stoops about this at Kentucky a few weeks ago. Um, you know, you got to build that base and then know that, all right, I'm going to have a couple of serious potential postseason runs. In right. That's who Arkansas is. Sure. You know, Mississippi State, again, you, you win eight games a year and you play in the, you know, uh, you play in the Liberty Bowl every year. That's, that's that right there. you got to be self-aware. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, not everybody's going to be compared to Florida State and Alabama, and that's unfortunate, but it's also reality because yeah. not everybody can be that. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember when Cutcliffe got fired, I thought, uh, you're, you're averaging seven and a half wins a year. Ole Miss, do you know who you are? I don't know if you know who you yeah, are. Yeah, one bad year. Yeah. Yeah, one bad year. And it was and everyone would have had bad because and it was the year after Deuce McAllister and Eli were gone. Everyone would have had a bad year that year. Yeah. So you know it was it was um but but he was he, it's all worked out for cut no what, doubt. What does Arkansas need to run that program, the football program? Um, I, I think it's that awareness that I'm talking about. I think that it's um it's knowing who you are. It's and, and it's also and this is what Sam did extremely well. Has done extremely well, is the culture of where you are and understanding what that is. You know. I think Zach Arnett is going to look back at what he did at Mississippi State and realize that he changed too much all at once. You know, you, you, you can't completely overhaul the offense when the offense is your identity. You know, you can, you, you have to understand. I, I go back to – I'm from North Carolina. I remember when Matt Darty got the job at North Carolina. He fired the woman, the admin, who had run the front office for 30 years. What are you doing? You know, she's the heart of the program. But it's, but it's that awareness, right? It's understanding who's what and what their traditions are. And so for Arkansas, to me, it's it's um it's and again, this is what what I thought Sam did extremely well in the beginning, which is this is who we are, this is what we're going to build on. The trick is taking that to the next level, and and there's this weird kind of three year rule now, right? I mean, we saw it with Brett, we've seen it with Sam, um, didn't see it with Chad, but 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 the but, but there's this kind of weird, you know, what can you do to get to year four and year five and year six, and no one's figured that out in a while, and uh, at least not without any controversy, and so. Um, it's a tough question, man. It really is. But they have the resources. They have the people in place for leadership. They certainly have the fan base. I think it's the most underrated stadium atmosphere in the country. I've, t- I've said that a million times. Um, so to me, uh, it, it's, it's taking all of that and figuring out what that extra plus one is. And, uh, and I'm not smart enough to figure that out. Well, thank you for being with us, and we'll look forward to hearing you in there with David.
Yeah, try I'm to keep the bombs to a minimum. No, I will, and okay. uh, and I will, uh, and I'll tell Marty that you guys uh, ripped him the whole time. No, <laughs> in our regards, I was very. I mean, I was already impressed with him, but uh, he was a great guest. He was great. Dorian was way better than I expected too. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling that. you right now, I hated him so much as a kid. I, I, I as, as a student, he yeah. was at Florida. I hated him for some reason. We hated Christian Leitner. He's too good looking. And he was too talented, and he hung, you know, three touchdowns on Tennessee every time we played when I was in school. My girlfriend thought he was cute. Yeah, that's so why, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's annoying. But, yeah, I, I don't want to like him, but, man, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. He was awesome last week or two weeks ago, I guess. Anyway, thanks for joining us. You were awesome, too. Yeah. All right, boys. I All appreciate right. it. Appreciate you. May yeah. the force be with you, my friend. Yeah, there you go. See, All now right. you're speaking my language. There you go. Ryan, <laughs> good stuff. we got to hit a break. It's uh, 1129. Thank you.